0: Welcome back to Sprouting Joy. This is your host, Alizé. Wow, it's been a while since I've recorded, since I've been back on the podcast. I think it's been a month, maybe a month and a week, somewhere around there. I think the last time I did anything on my podcast was back in August. Um, A lot's happened since then, so uh, let's talk about it. Well, I got a new job. I'm gonna be working at my church. This is an opportunity, I prayed for for months, 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 and something I didn't expect. I never imagined I would be sitting here saying, "Yeah, I work at a church." Let alone, um, I'm a creative, Um, so that's gonna be really exciting. I also moved, so that was part of the big change and why I took a hiatus, kind of because. I had to put my podcast set up away because I was moving. So a big chunk of it was just physically. I could not record my podcast, but also just mentally and emotionally, even spiritually, just the changes happening in my life. I needed to take some time to focus on those things. And I just didn't, I didn't feel like I could balance it and deliver content and keep up with everything else going on in my life. I mean, as some of you know, I have other businesses aside from my podcast, um, a full-time job now, um, a full-time student. So, it's just a lot, it's a lot on my plate, but I'm very excited to be back. Miss you guys. Thought you thought about you guys the entire time I was gone. I'm so excited. I actually meant to record this earlier, but got a little caught up. So, here we are, you know, typical me. But anyways, we're going to hop right into it. So as you've seen by the title, it's called answered Prayers. Now what? Well, the reason I titled it that was obviously I've had a lot of big blessings going on in my life, a lot of changes, and they're all answered prayers in one way or another. But I kind of reached this stopping point where God answered all the prayers I had, and now I felt like there was nothing for me to do, but there was also feeling like there was no more room in our relationship to grow. Something I wrote down um, just to open up into this episode. Um, it says, when God answers our prayers, we jump for joy. We thank him. We love him. We are on a spiritual high. But what comes after the feeling is gone? The prayer you've been fasting and is obsessing over has been answered. Now what? So that's kind of what I want to talk about today. Um we're going to touch on a few topics um regarding this but more importantly just trying to navigate that season after you've had whether you got the job, you moved houses, um you're in a relationship, whatever big prayer you've been um asking for, you've been fasting for, you've been spending time um you know, meditating over whatever, whatever that prayer looks like for you once that's been answered Trying to navigate this area of kind of gray space where you're like, okay, now what do I do? How do I move forward and grow in my relationship with God after he answered a prayer that I spent so much time over? Well, let's talk about before the answer. So I want to refer to um, two verses in James, but the first one, James 2.14 says, "...only God knows her heart, of course." But the Bible warns us against a shallow, empty faith that never affects the way we live. The second verse is James 217. Says the Bible says, What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Faith by itself, it is if it is not accompanied by action is dead. So the reason I bring these up is because faith is the entire reason we have a relationship with God. It's, it's the basis. It's the foundation. It's what allows us to um, get connected with Jesus and to believe that he is going to do good for our lives. Without faith, we have nothing because we can't see him, we can't touch him. I mean, yes, we can feel his presence, but you can't physically grab onto his arm and feel him. So if you don't have any of the physical attributes, what do you have? Well, you have faith. Uh, A point I wanted to get into uh, before the answer prayer. So this is everything leading up to when your prayer gets answered. Everything you're doing um, to hopefully have this prayer answered, right? You're spending a lot of time with him. You're focusing a lot on your prayer life because you have an end goal in mind. So it's easy to spend time in prayer, spend time in your word, when you're working towards something. Sometimes um, we can be very goal-oriented, very um, checkpoint-like, where it's like everything we do is just to get to the next checkpoint. When you wake up in the morning, what checkpoints do you have that day? We have work. Okay, so your first checkpoint is to get up to bed, out of bed, get ready, get to work. Boom. Achievement accomplished. Next checkpoint after that, get through the day, get home. So then from there to the end of your day, done another checkpoint you're off of work you're like this is great i'm off next p- checkpoint would be dinner then maybe spending time with family then bed do it all over again the next day wash rinse and repeat right so it's the same thing sometimes when we get into these habits of just praying for things that we want things that we need um we start to treat it like it's um a video game like a, where you get checkpoints and you have missions and You are trying to reach these accomplishments. um, You focus a lot on your prayer life because you want to see these results, whether it's a desire, um, a dream, a career. It's easier to seek Him when you, quote-unquote, need Him. So this is something I'm sure you've heard about before, is like sometimes, well not sometimes, a lot of the time, people find that their relationship with God is the best When they need him, when they're in a bad place, because that's when you reach out to him the most. God, please, if you just take me out of this situation, if you just help me get a job, if you help me get this relationship, this, that, or the other, I'll be more faithful. I'm going to spend more time with you. And so you really get on your knees and you start grinding away and spending time with him and being really faithful and on fire because you want something in return. You're treating it like a transaction. You're expecting something from him because of your obedience, because of you, what you're giving to him. So it's almost, it's like you're bargaining. You're like, okay, if I give you this, if I give you my time, if I give you prayer, if I spend time in your word, if I give you a relationship, I'm going to get X in return. Whatever X is for you, whatever it is that you want. And because of this, it's easy to place our desire in his place. Meaning we put whatever it is that we're yearning for, that we're praying for, that we're fasting for on a pedestal that is almost God-like. So, uh, for example, I'm going to be very transparent here. Once I got hired for this job, it was all I could think about. It was all I could talk about. It was all I could pray about. It was the only thing on my mind all the time. Every time I came into prayer, into conversation with Jesus, it was the one thing that I was talking about. It was the one thing that I made sure to pray for. I was very faithful over praying about the job because I just wanted to start. I was so excited. It was the only thing I wanted to do. I didn't want anything else. I was very much on a spiritual high. I was on this high of like, I'm going to get to work here. It's a great environment and it's at church, yada, yada, yada. I don't have to work in uh, the food industry anymore, like this, that, and the other, right? Well, I was starting to almost idolize the title idolize the position idolize the workplace even and the people I was going to get to work with because I know these people I care about these people you know they're my mentors they're my leaders they're my friends they're my pastors and I started to place people in a job and a title on the same position that I should have been placing God and so it took a lot um took a lot from me after i got hired to recognize this unhealthy pattern i was going into right i was in this place where all i cared about all i thought about all i wanted was this job i i cared about nobody else about nothing else and it was it wasn't good but let's continue another reason it's easy to find ourselves in a Quote unquote, healthy relationship with Jesus before that prayer is answered is because now we have a reason to look for him when you have the house when you have the car when you have the relationship when you have the job it's it gets to a point where you're kind of like okay what can you offer me what what do I gain from giving you my time from giving you my love from giving you my patience from giving you me what do I gain and and it's very common and it's natural as humans as sinners as fleshly beings to treat God's relationship like a transaction like I was saying and obviously in the moment before this prayer is answered we don't recognize these toxic habits that we're allowing ourselves to engage in because we're so blinded by the blessing that we're hoping or expecting to come hence why going back to verse uh, james two fourteen, it says the bible warns us against a shallow empty faith that never affects the way we live if we're always living in a place of shallowness meaning we're only looking to god for things that we want we're placing our desire in his place um, we're spending time with him in order to gain something we're never going to reach um, a more mature faith, a better way of living. We're always going to stay in that empty space, that empty faith. And God knows our heart. He's not blind to what's happening around us, what's happening within us. We can hide it from, you know, our coworkers. We can hide it from our family. We can hide it from a significant other, but we can't hide it from God. I mean, you can even hide it from yourself and convince yourself that your motives and your intentions are pure, but God knows that you're maybe pursuing a relationship with him for the wrong reasons. And this is going to fail time and time again. Um, Moving forward, let's talk about during the answer. <clears throat> so this is a place where I was talking about earlier, where I was in after I got hired. So the space between the hiring and the actual... Um, starting right um first I wanted to share here is Proverbs 3 5 through 6 trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight I really struggled with this this was something I recently overcame something I recently um was humbled about. Um, I only shared it with close friends and family because honestly, I was ashamed that I allowed myself to get to this point. But after I got hired, like I said, this job was the only thing I could talk about, the only thing I could think about. I was really idolizing it all. And and as somebody who's never worked a, not professional, but for lack of better words, like a big girl job, essentially, Um, it was all exciting, it was new, I mean, I'm 19, just got hired at my church, Um, I know these people, I respect these people, there's people who are educated, have degrees, who are, have multiple businesses, who are just very smart, very well-off, well-leveled, spiritually mature people, who I look up to, and now I'm going to be working in the same place as them. I mean, all of this to me was mind-boggling as a 19-year-old, still in college, working at a chicken place. Like, this was big. This was everything I could ever want and more. At an age that I never expected to be able to get it at, you know. So this was a blessing to me that overlooked every other blessing in my life on top of that we were moving to a beautiful beautiful house in a beautiful neighborhood 10 minutes from my new job so i'm in this state of euphoria i'm like wow like look at god this is so amazing like i said it was all i could talk about every time i saw my friends i was like oh my gosh i have this new job it you know these are the details about it this is my title i emphasize title because I was going from being a team member to a digital media content creator. That's a big jump. Being a team member at a restaurant to being a creator at a church. It's, it's a big leap. They require different skill sets, different levels of knowledge. And this was something I was very excited for obviously my heart was not in the right place. I was being very prideful and very egotistical about it. And I couldn't see that. I just thought I was thanking God for such a beautiful, wonderful opportunity. And I was blessing him with, or not blessing him, excuse me. I was being blessed by him, um, for whatever reason, just because I'm a daughter of of a king. And it was really evident to me when I finally got all my paperwork done, um, did my physical, did a drug test. So a little background, I've never done a drug test in my life. This was all new to me. I never, I didn't know if I was supposed to drink water, if I wasn't supposed to drink water. I didn't know anything, right? It was, it was a drug test. So I show up bright and early, 6 a.m. to this urgent care where I'm going to do my test. I had a coffee with me because that same day I had some other errands to run. On top of that, I had to be somewhere in the afternoon. So I was going to be out pretty much all day. Up at like 5 a.m., got ready, so excited to go do the test and hopefully have it over with super, super quick. Well, I do the test, all goes well. Um, a few days pass by, and I'm like, okay, well, it's, you know, Labor Day weekend, like, it's gonna, it'll be here soon. So, every day, I was super expectant to get a call. Well, a week passes by, I get off work, and I have to go do something. By this time, I had already put in my two weeks. So, I'm like, okay, cool, I'm gonna start, like, a few days, maybe the week after, um, my last day, and all will be well. So, I get a call on this Friday afternoon after um getting off work, running some errands, I'm in my car and I've got a call from the lab. Well, they let me know that my test was inconclusive. If you don't know what that means, basically it's that whoever was doing the testing on these results on this um sample couldn't find anything to prove whether or not I was either negative or positive with drugs in my system. Now, I don't do drugs. I'm sure that is evident. I I hadn't even taken, like, Tylenol in a few weeks prior to this test. So I break down in my car, start crying. I start questioning God. I'm like, I don't understand what's happening. I'm so confused. Like, Why? Why is this? Why is this happening to me? And it was it was hard. It was hard for me to process. Well, fast forward, I take it again. Two weeks, no, actually 16 days passes by and I get another call. Inconclusive. Once again, I'm torn to shreds because by this point I had been waiting three weeks to be able to start this new job. Now, praise God, all my bills are paid for. But, of course, I had no more money. I was broke. I wasn't working. So, I finally realized, it was after that test that I finally realized, like, wow, I, I've been doing this for my own glorification, myself i haven't been humble i haven't been spending authentic time with you jesus i've been putting you to the side you No, know, all this all this stuff was just change transition i was letting my circumstances change my perspective on my relationship with god well once i finally came to this realization humbled humbled me very much so And I finally got out of this rut, this spiritual rut I was in. I was just feeling very, very distant, very empty. I couldn't explain it. It was a different feeling than I'd ever had before. Finally, I get out of this. The next day, I I do my test, whatever. Prayed about it before I went in. And I was just like, on God's timing, not my own. The next day, come to find out, I get a call from my employer, letting me know that the test results were in, they were negative, and I was good to go. I was going to start. They gave me a start date, and, you know, here we are. And it's crazy to me that all that time I spent, and it was it was my fault, you know. I, was, I had a very big head after the answered prayer, and I didn't know how to manage that. So let's go back to that, where... Um, we're in the answer, right? I get the answer I want, and I'm excited. So back to Proverbs 3, 5, 6. I just want to read it again, just so the story all makes sense why I shared it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. So here are some, um, I guess you can call them side effects of what happens when you're in the middle of the prayer. This is, you're living out the answer that you wanted, right? You're on a spiritual high. You're just thanking him every second of every day. You can't believe it. You're just like astounded by everything he's done because he's good and as you should be. But, you know, it should also be in a manner that glorifies him, not thinking like, oh, I did this, this is me, this is about me. No, it's about him. Every blessing he gives us is to glorify and honor his name and his kingdom. Another thing, you ride heavy on feelings. You're just in the moment, you're excited, you're passionate about whatever it is this new blessing in your life is. It's all you can talk about, it's all you can think about, it's all you know. This is a big one. You lose sight of how you got here. All those nights you spent praying, fasting, worshiping, spending time in your word, doing deep devotionals, being intentional and authentic with your time with God because you truly just want to grow in him. And the blessings were just a byproduct of the relationship, not the end goal. You lose sight of how you got here. It could be either you got promoted and now you think you did it on your own you're not giving him any credit, or it's the people around you that excite you, makes you realize, wow, you know, I'm here, I'm this, I'm that, I'm the other. Um, you lose sight of who got you here, of who brought you here, because no no amount of talent, no amount of, of um, credibility, no amount of authentication nothing nothing can get you to the places that God can get you in the time that he does you can spend a million years working on trying to reach um, a goal you have in mind and God can do it in a week in a day in in an hour nothing you do nothing you have nothing you have to offer can ever amount to the magnitude and the power and the glory that is Jesus. And sometimes we forget that. We forget that we didn't do it. We didn't get the job. God got the job for us. We didn't get the house. God um, blessed us with the house. He made connections happen. He brought people into our lives specifically to allow us to get to wherever it is that we're at. Um we're, when you're in the middle of the answer and this was me this um, I'm all I'm speaking about all of this because these are things that I went through these are phases that I dealt with every single point on here I went through it. I lived it the past month and a half the past actually the past few months I lived this and that's why I wanted to share this because I know I'm not the only one. And this is the first time I ever um, encountered something like this in my walk with God. It, I mean, I've had blessings before, but to the magnitude of these blessings, um, I never really realized these patterns I was exhibiting until now. You focus on what is going to come next, not where you came from. This happened with me. As soon as I found out I got the job, two weeks I put him in, I... It was all I could talk about to my co-workers. I already was forgetting all of the hard work and the humbling and the gratitude that Jesus taught me at my old job. I It was washed away. Those 10 months of hard work, of tears, of blood and sweat that got me through each and every day, whether it was very, very difficult because some days it was, where I left crying and praying and just trying to understand what the lesson was there, what my purpose was there, to days where I was just thanking him for the connections and the friendships and the memories and the lessons he was giving me. I just forgot it all as soon as I realized I was moving to something bigger and better. Your prayer life can be full of gratitude, but that gratitude is focused on the answered prayer. Again, this was me to the T. I was so focused on thanking him for the job. And of course, it's amazing. It's good. It's a blessing. It's an opportunity. And you should, you should be thankful. You should be grateful. But don't forget about your other responsibilities, about your other prayers, about your friends, about your family. Thanking him for where he brought you to, where you were at at one point. That was an answered prayer. And that was something that my family had to remind me a lot was, you know, don't, don't um, belittle your past because that was a prayer in itself. Sometimes when we get something that's shinier, prettier, brighter, bigger, um, better, we forget that the humble beginnings where we started were in it of itself answered prayer from God. Our relationship with God isn't exactly lost but it isn't a priority and this one really hit home for me. Um, I wrote these notes down before I started because I wanted to make sure I hit every point, um, made sure I shared every topic and got through every single emotion and every single lesson I had to learn in these past few months so I just want to repeat that relationship with your relationship with God isn't lost but it isn't a priority. So you're still doing your devotional but maybe for 10 minutes, you know, read a couple verses and you consider it done or you do it on your phone. You know, you pray um, when you're reminded if you have I have pray minders. So I put down um, some prayers I want to remind myself of during the day to try to help me be intentional but maybe that's the only time you spend with God. Or maybe the only time you spend with God is on church days. Maybe it's when you listen to Christian podcasts. It's there. If you're not completely away from God because you're still recognizing what he's done for you, but it's not a priority like it used to be. Now, this is where you come down from this quote-unquote spiritual high you it's the crash i like to call it um the reality sets in you know now you're not seeing through rose-colored glasses but through just regular prescription glasses after the answer proverbs 18 1 says a man who isolates himself seeks his own desires he rages against all wise judgment now like i've been saying this whole episode this was me I had family and friends telling me, You know this is for a reason, God has his reasoning as to why you haven't started yet as to why you're on your third you know drug test when you haven't done drugs, why this is all happening, why you're not working yet, and my ears were listening, but I was shut off. I was closed off to what they were telling me. I was very upset, I was harboring anger, and I didn't want to admit that they were right, that I was wrong, that God was right. And it caused a lot of tension in my relationship with God. Um, These are some things that might occur, that occurred for me, when you find yourself not knowing where your relationship stands with God after the fact. Um, You can say it doesn't feel the same. Your relationship just mm, doesn't feel the same. And that's because recently you've been writing on feelings. Like I said earlier, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, you've been writing on feelings. So now that the feelings are gone, the excitement fades away, and the overall euphoric period of this new blessing has dissipated. Now it doesn't feel the same. The relationship just, it's not what it was. You don't know how to describe it. Um, prayer time is very difficult because you don't know how to approach it anymore. It's it feels like a stranger now, and that's because like I said, um, you were really focused before. You had a goal. You had um, a priority in mind, and now that that all has gone faded away, it's just you and God again. How do you how do you navigate that? Um, it can be uncomfortable. You can be unsure on how to approach god this was me i tried to spend time with him i tried and it felt like nails on a chalkboard i didn't know how to talk to him anymore i didn't know how to come before him without feeling like it was different without feeling like he couldn't hear me feeling like he wasn't there like he left even though i know that wasn't the case living in this state of just gray area, I didn't know how to deal with it, how to accept what was going on, this transitional period. Then the realization of what that relationship meant to you during that time sets in. You start to reflect on what your relationship with Jesus looked like before, um, before this period of time when you were you know, before the prayer was answered, when you were spending a lot of time with him, when you were being genuine and it was intentional and it wasn't a chore or a task, but it was a priority, a privilege, an honor. Um, Realizing how the relationship has changed since then and, and trying to piece together what made it different and why it got to this point. Not really wanting to accept that you're at this point. Wanting things to just Go back to how they were when they were easy, when you didn't have to think about it so much, when you didn't feel far. Um, then there's distance between you and God, not because he's left, but because things have happened in your life. You're a different person. You're starting a new life, whether you've moved cities, you moved home, start a new job. Some way, in one way or another, your life is changing. Your routine is changing. You're adapting, you're growing, and that means you have to adapt and grow your relationship with God to suit the season that you're in. You can't stay in one place and expect that to reach across all the different seasons. There are four seasons in every year. Do you really think that the leaves are going to stay yellow in the fall and then they're going to continue to be yellow in the summer? No, because they have to fall. If the, that's why that's why it's called fall, but you think if the trees just dropped all their leaves and then stayed that way into the summer, we wouldn't have any shade. It wouldn't make sense. It would be too hot. The leaves would not be able to grow back. Or if in the winter, um, the sun was out every single day and the, you know, the changes that happened in the winter, I mean, it doesn't snow here in, in my side of california so i can't really um you know use that analogy but if there are changes that have to happen in winter like hibernation and all that stuff just don't happen it's gonna throw everything off it doesn't make sense you can't you can't expect to have your relationship with god be the same that it was in the beginning when you first came into a relationship with him when you first realize who Jesus was and thought wow you know he's a pretty cool guy I think I might want a relationship with him it it just can't it can't be the same because it's not functional um now you're starting to feel unfulfilled you have this feeling of oof I feel like I need to do something I just you don't feel whole right you feel empty you feel like you're missing something it's just something that's missing just just something don't know what it is it's God it's God by the way but you don't. you just can't put your finger on on what you're missing it's kind of difficult right it's kind of hard to to accept the um, the changes that are happening it's like a child um, going through puberty they're going through a lot of difficult to navigate changes things they've never encountered before how do you deal with that how do you move forward when you're in a place where you can't exactly explain what's happening and you don't know how to come before god well, I urge you, my friends, to continue to pray and read your Bible. That is the only answer I can give you because I was there and it was just one day when I was um, praying for a good chunk of time, I was just trying to figure out what was happening and I invited God into the space and I said, you know what? I'm going to listen. I've been doing a lot of talking. I haven't allowed you space to speak to me to spend time with me i've just you know been spending time in your space but you haven't spent a lot of time in my space because i haven't given you space to spend time in so i urge you pray and read your bible continue even if it feels like it's not making a difference it is and reflect on maybe there's something that god wants to teach you in this um, season in this time period. You know, whether it's to teach you how to rest, whether it's to teach you to be humble, whether it's to prepare you, whether it's to um, reveal something to you. I mean, whatever the case is, uh, just know that it's intentional. It's for a reason. And getting to where my breakthrough moment was, it was the day I... I Or was it the day? I think it was the day before I got my results back. It was the day before I got my results back, the day that I did my test. So the day I did my last third and final test, you know, I was going in with a very humble mindset. I knew I was there for one reason, one reason only. It was because of God. It was for God. This job was not mine. It was his. It was his. And, you know, everything that I had was was for God and, and was because of God. So, I just finally had this humble mindset after I prayed, you know cried it out, began a fast to just reset and refocus and uh, my creative director at church gave a very important message um, she talked about pruning how sometimes God has to cut things out of your life and prune you to prepare you and Sometimes we can be very stubborn and we don't want to accept it. Or other times we just don't know why he's doing it. And I cried from the intro to the outro. From the beginning to the end, it was just such a good intentional message that I really needed to hear. And I'm actually going to link it in my description so you guys can check it out for yourselves because... At least in this season that I'm in right now, it was such a good message. It was something I really, really needed to hear. And it just was the icing on the cake for me as to what God was trying to teach me. Sometimes you'll invite him to speak. You'll invite him to enter your space and you'll make time to listen to him. And he might not answer you right in that moment. You might not hear a voice in your head that's like, oh, I am God Almighty, and I'm here to speak to you. Like, it's not always going to be like that. Sometimes it's going to be through a TikTok you see, through a podcast you listen to, through a comment that a friend or a family member makes. Sometimes it's through a message at church that you weren't planning on going to because you were sick for the past week, but you decided to show up anyways, and you realize that God prepared everything for you down to the T and he's intentional. Everything he does is intentional. So I hope this message encouraged you guys today. I hope this episode helped. I know that it was something I wish I could have listened to, something I could have had before, but obviously I was very stubborn and I had to go through that period of time to make the changes and learn the lessons and improvements, but also to Mature in my relationship with God and break through in a new way that I hadn't before. Um, growing, they're growing pains, and it's gonna happen. I mean, this won't be the last time, even if it is the first time. Whether for me or for some of you out there listening to this, but just know that God has a reason for the things that He does. He doesn't just, He doesn't just um, discipline us and take away from us and and not allow us to grow um there's actually a verse i was in my study of job it's job five i believe six through seven or seven through eight job five six through seven or seven through eight and it says um it's one of job's friends replying to him just giving him some wise counsel and saying you know what like god doesn't just take like he doesn't He doesn't just take things away from us and discipline us without also bandaging up the wounds that we have. And it really summed up this period of my life that I was going through, this transition, because I, you know, I was being pruned and and touched up and, and cut in certain areas that hurt. But he was also bandaging and healing and and growing me in those areas at the very same time. And that was something that I failed to realize. But anyways, I'll leave you on that note. I hope this message encouraged you. I hope, you know, it helps you in this season. I thank you for listening. I'm really glad to be back. And I can't wait to keep making amazing podcast episodes for you guys.